I guess one person can make a difference, but most of the time, they probably shouldn't. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Marge Simpson. Marge Simpson the, the first. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, we're talking about three episodes again today from season two. We are well on our way through season two here at Two Bad we're Neighbors. We're doing it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about Bart versus Thanksgiving, Bart the Daredevil, and Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Correct. And start off, we will be talking about Bart versus Thanksgiving. And but before we do that, we have to talk about corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. Squiddle ever do but do there are none. We don't have any this time. <laughs> First time. Yeah. Nailed it. We really did really good. Yeah. I'm uh I'm Although, to be well. fair, mm. the last episode hasn't been posted yet. It will be posted today. Oh yeah, that's right. So uh, for all we know, there could be some we could have made a corrections and omissions uh, yeah. that should have been brought to our attention, but it <laughs> doesn't matter, because you know what? Next time, we'll just have a bigger corrections and omissions which is fine. mailbag. Yeah, which is good. So, like, two instead of one. If you want to send your own corrections and omissions, you could send them to us, leaving a comment on our Facebook page, or you could give our Gmail account something to do and send it to where, Alan? Why, that would be the hammock district on third at gmail.com. That's three. third spelt with a th- with the number three RD. There we go. All right. So let's uh let's talk about um let's talk about things. <laughs> How you doing, Greg? I'm good, man. Yeah? I'm good. I'm pretty tired. You're I a feel tired. like I'm feeling a little groggy. Oh. And this beer probably isn't gonna help things. Or it'll do make things better. It won't. Do you want a shot? That'll make things even worse. Will like, it? Beer makes me sleepy, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it makes you, me energetic. That's that's a lie. It's not It a is lie. a downer. Beer is a downer. It's a depressant. It doesn't yeah. mean it uh, makes you, like, takes your energy out. Okay? Yeah, it does. No. Yeah. I'd like to see the science on that. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, you have some papers right here. I do. I do have <laughs> oh, some I papers right didn't here. didn't realize you had prepared. Yeah, this is actually what I did my doctoral thesis on, so oh, you're in trouble. Wow. Okay, yeah. So, here we uh, go. I guess I... This is probably really dug myself in my own grave yeah, here. <laughs> this is actually published by the University of Calgary Press. Oh wow! Um, so it says right here in my doctoral thesis, which has been checked for errors by of course, a panel as they of do. twelve. Yeah. Oh, yeah, twelve. Yeah, they had to double it, mine because yeah. it was um, it was actually kind of groundbreaking. So they wanted oh, to make sure that it was wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, through my studies, it has been shown that oh oh. Um, never mind. Oh, never mind. Did you, what happened? No, it appears that it, uh, nothing, I was wrong. Uh, no. Oh. Yeah, I just forgot what my thesis said. Oh. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. This is, a, this is groundbreaking yeah. in its own room, right? Yeah, I, I, it said that it was, it didn't cause you to lose energy. Hmm. Oh. <clears throat> I'm gonna... Have some more then. Let's talk about Bar versus Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, do you remember the first time you saw this episode? Uh, it was May third, nineteen ninety. So no, <laughs> could have just said no. Save us a lot of time. This episode is directed by David Silverman and George <laughs> Meyer, 
And if we're going to go into this, let's talk about the couch board gags. Couch board gags. I will not do that thing with my tongue. Gross. <laughs> uh, that was a decent laugh. What, what do you think the thing was? Um, like do that, like roll. Like curl it? Yeah, curl your tongue or like. Or like a touch your nose. Or it's something like, yeah, something like juvenile. Like a, like a Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, when Cameron was in Egypt's land, let my Cameron go. That was good. Just start a band. Um, That's what I've been trying to say. <laughs> of course we should start a band. That's what I've been trying to say this whole time. What should our band name be? Um, oh, you know how like there's a band called Save Ferris? Mm-hmm. Um, we should, we should say, we should have our band be like, like, um... Kill Ferris. No, like, oh. like, um, Cameron something. Cameron got screwed. Ca- <laughs> Poor Cameron. Poor Cameron, yeah! <laughs> Cameron was the real hero. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He was the real hero of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris I mean, Bueller is a dick. Yeah, he's a huge dick. He took He's the, a terrible friend. Yeah. Like, Cameron said he was going to take the heat for that. His dad is going to destroy him. Yeah, well, that's why there was no sequel. Because Cameron's dead. Cameron died, yeah. 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 Ferris is uh, an accomplice to the murder. So, Not an accomplice, just a direct accessory? cause of. Oh. Like, uh... But I thought, like, he's in jail now. Ferris? Yeah. No, Ferris isn't in jail. He got away with it. Oh. See, I thought the sequel was going to be him in jail. And getting one day out of jail, and it's going to be Ferris Bueller's like leave of absence. Or... No, Ferris Bueller is too magical; he would never be put in jail. Mm. Right? He would like he would trick them somehow. Yeah, he was. He's the Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Abe Froman. Yeah. The Sausage How King. How dare you? <laughs> you mind your p's and q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. Bueller, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> And the family comes home to the couch, and there's Abe Simpson, speaking of Abe's. Uh-huh. Uh, Tying it back in. <laughs> really nailed it. Yeah, he is sleeping on the couch, and he's unhappy that he's gotten woked up. Got him woked up? Yeah. Did you get got? All right. Um, did you been there? Did you been there before? Prior? <laughs> no? All right. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, and... Do you think they picked that couch gag because Grandpa's in this episode? Do you think it was uh, um, separate? It's a, it doesn't hurt that he's in the episode and it kind of ties it ties it in. But I think it's I know like it doesn't a, hurt. It's a, I think if it's it a, hurt, I would have mentioned. I think it. it's a separate thing. I would be like, oh, I think it's a separate thing. Oh, that couch. I'm stopping me. the bit. It's a bad bit. See, these the are the kind of things that I wish you would do for me when I would do like. <laughs> Like, when I do bad bits, when you see it's going nowhere, just stop me. I'd, like this thesis thing. I thought it was funny. That it was not funny. Well... It was so obviously not funny. I, like, it, I had a perfect game going, and uh-huh. then the wheels fell off at the finish line. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't... Well, that was your fault. Couldn't though. bring it home. You, and you should have saw that coming. We've been doing this for how long? Uh... Not two bad neighbors. Oh. Not the Cinepals. How oh. long have we been friends? Oh, man. Probably since, like, aught three. Yeah. And we've been, like, our whole friendship is, like, we've been doing, based around bits. 
All right. But the thing is, you should I know like, when one is failing. I, the, I, th- I think I don't I'm, like to see you fail. Uh, my my brain has a, has problems stopping you from doing the failing bits because part of me also enjoys watching you fail. Well, I don't like it, <laughs> and I don't like seeing you fail either. So, I, well, just you know, I don't know how true that is, but it's true in a way. <laughs> In my own way. In it's my true. own way, because I like to keep the quality of the show high. All right. Now, if we weren't recording, I would have been like, yeah, just keep going, because I'm going to call you out on it later. Uh-huh. But, anyway. Plot of... <laughs> Bart versus Thanksgiving. Bart v. Thanksgiving. Dawn Bart, Justice. Yeah, Bart, Bart ruin, ruins Thanksgiving. That was funny. What? No, that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. I ran over it. Can you yeah. say it again? <laughs> Well, no, no, it's, <laughs> it's got to happen organically, man. Uh, Bart v. Thanksgiving, <laughs> Dawn, Dawn of Justice. Justice. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Gal Gadot. Yeah. Drop, the, drop, drop the S in the verses. Yeah. It's that, cleaner. It'll... <laughs> of course! <laughs> of course that's what we were missing! <laughs> That's how we That'll make... That'll sell the tickets. That'll put butts in the seats. And we save on the marquees. We save $119 every year. <laughs> that goes into the ink fund. <laughs> and so, 20 years from now, when we re-release it on Deluxe Edition uh-huh. Hologram, because that's what's going to be the... Yeah, of we can release it with a S, because yeah. we'll have enough money saved in the ink fund, and that money gains interest, too. And then it'll, it'll be Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Which was supposed to be the original S-E. S-E. Special edition. Yeah. They don't need to have all of those words. No. I mean letters. No. In those words. No, they don't. There you go. They don't. They saved it. Uh, God. What are we talking about? I can't remember. Oh, right. Bart and Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Um, I like this episode. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, the plot. The plot is uh, Lisa Bart. comes up with a great centerpiece for Thanksgiving. The Simpson family has their uh, extended family over for Thanksgiving. And who's that? Uh, that would be Patty and Selma, Marge's sisters. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, making her first on-screen appearance. Jackie Bouvier. Jacqueline Bouvier. There it is. <laughs> Lady Bouvier. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Abraham Simpson. Yes. Marge's mother, Homer's father. That's right. Um, Marge's father is absent, and Homer's mother is absent. That's right. But we're not giving a, given a, a, reason, a yeah. reason or an explanation to either of those. Yeah. Yet. Yet. They, they will be made clear. Yes. Um, All will be made clear. Yeah, so at a Thanksgiving dinner that, you know, is... When you think about it, unfortunately, really well written, because a lot of Thanksgivings are exactly like this. Yeah. Which is... Thanksgiving sucks. Thanksgiving is the worst. Yeah. Can we talk about that Let's for a second? Let's talk about Thanksgiving and how it's just a hallmark holiday used to suppress the First Nations people. You know what I call it? What? No Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh! Right? Oh, like, my. I, like, get it out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on with the Thanksgiving. <laughs> Bring on the Halloween. Yeah, that's right. Only, my... of course, this is it's American America, Thanksgiving. So but after Halloween. Let's talk about Canadian, Canadian Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Why do we even need October. that? 
I don't know. Like, what are we thankful for? Well, here's the thing about Just Canadian healthcare. Well, yeah. Here's the thing about Canadian Thanksgiving, though. Mm. I find it is more uh, tolerable, I mm-hmm. suppose, than um, than American Thanksgiving. Mm. And here's why: um, the problem with American Thanksgiving is that it's way too close to Christmas. Mm. Right? Way, way too close to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? The second weekend in October. In, in, in Canada, oh, sorry, in Canada, yeah, yeah. Um, so that gives all of the students who just went off to university for the first time a chance to come back and break up with their high school uh, sweethearts <laughs> and course. also tell their parents uh, how much they're not drinking, right? And that right? they're gay, and that they're gay, yeah. and all of that sort of thing. It's like it's it's, it's, a, it's, good, it's a good time to be thankful. It's better to do the turkey dump in October <laughs> than November. You mean like, like after you eat turkey? You no, no, no. I mean like dump. to actually come home, eat turkey, and then break up with your significant other. Oh, that dump. Yeah, that I dump. Mean, like you I meant, no, it's a figurative one. Not, not, a, not, a, not a literal okay. one. Yeah. Um, so, that's one of the reasons I think Canadian Thanksgiving is better. Also, you have over two months to prepare yourself again for when you Christmas. see your family again all in one place. And it's... Uh, or Hanukkah. Or um, what Kwanzaa, is Ramadan, uh, set, Tet, actually. Tet. I, was just, I was just saying like game, set, match. You weren't. <laughs> I know <laughs> I you even, weren't. I wasn't even trying to say a holiday. I, I know. I don't know what you're talking about. So whatever your denomination would be, you have a couple of months to prepare yourself for sure. that. Whereas in American Thanksgiving, it's basically it, it feels like the next day. Yeah. Also, there's no Black Friday. That's true, for but Canada. it kind of I mean, did it make kinda it. Kind of is yeah. now. Like yeah. they've got, they're they're starting to adopt that, like shopping. I don't really appreciate that. No, but... I think it's stupid. Yeah, but it is. A Just thing. have sales. Don't have one day where everything's crazy cheap that people trample each other. Yeah, yeah, that's that hurts me a little on the inside. I didn't realize what Black Friday meant for a long time. Me neither. I thought it was racism. I, <laughs> I thought it was just like because it was dark, like. Like, oh yeah, like, like the Black sun's Friday. going like, down. Like, this is this is like the Black Friday. Oh, like there was like some sort some, of massacre. Some histor- yeah, yeah, some historical. Yeah, that Sunday makes sense. Like, yeah, 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 that sort of thing. Yeah, that absolutely. And it's like, no, makes it's just more it's sense. just a sale because that's when everyone goes in the black for their year, their quarterly year or whatever. <clears throat> Congrats, conglomerates! You created. You gave, you, everybody bought a tickle me Elmo. You created so you something win. worse than Thanksgiving. <laughs> Congratulations. You know what I would like to do? Go versus Thanksgiving. Or V Thanksgiving. Uh, that's what Bart does. That's right. Episode. Oh, speaking of Bart. Um, you liked this episode. I did. So the crux of the episode is Bart ruins Lisa's Bart ruins Thanksgiving. Yeah, and, and, in a sense. Yeah. And he goes out and has a Thanksgiving of his he own. He runs away from home. Yeah. Which is... Uh, with Santa's little helper. With Santa's little helper. They go to the wrong side of the tracks. Crackton. Cra- Cracktown. Um, Crackton. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. I pronounce it Cracktown. Well, it's not. Um, it's not called. It's not spelt Cracktown. I, I'm just saying. Do that's you, how I pronounce do you, it. Do you pronounce it Downtown Abbey? Yeah. Is that not what it is? No, it's Downton. That's stupid. Pronounce Downton Abbey. That's stupid. Why? What does Downton mean? I don't it's know. Not a word. I think it means. Wait, it does, is, this isn't an abbey in like downtown New York. I've never seen the show. I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't either. I I know Dan Stevens I'm, is in it. Yeah, and Maggie Smith. It, Dame Maggie Smith. She's not in it anymore. Oh, oh. Did she die? No, she 
just stop doing it. Oh, she's alive. Yeah. Great. For okay. now. I mean, oh, oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Well, I mean, she's got her health problems, so. Um, I'm not trying to be callous or cruel why, or anything. I don't know why we got to talk about death all the time. I don't know either. It we're, came all up. we're all hurtling towards death. Yeah, but... the wolf of oblivion is consistently <laughs> lapping at your heels. And nothing I don't in be all of, it, of your begging or pleading will do anything to stop him. Why do we even have material goods? Like I don't know. You can't take it with you. can't take it with you. It's use, It's pointless. Yeah, it's a wonderful these, life, though. All these DVDs? Like, why do I have Mr. Them? Smith Goes to Washington. Are you just saying movie titles now? Specifically Jimmy Stewart Jimmy ones. Stewart's Harvey. Um, Vertigo. <laughs> are we playing Last One Sam? Oh, no. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the episode yet at all. <laughs> This has got to be the fastest we've gone <laughs> off track and the longest we haven't come back to anything. It's probably true. Yeah. Uh, um, it's probably because I'm two beers in. <laughs> that's kind of sad. Even Is I it... can stay on track two beers in. Hey, I also haven't eaten in a while. <laughs> oh, you should probably eat something, yeah, man. I'm gonna. I had, like, all that Vietnamese food. I know, food. I saw it. It looked really good. It was really good. It didn't offer me any of those. No, I didn't because I was really hungry. All I had was popcorn. <laughs> Did you not work today? No. No. <laughs> no, it was really great. Cheers to that. All right. No work No work weekend. Wait. Yeah. All right. So, Bart first is Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Let me, let me tell you what I liked about this episode. Okay. I'll tell you what I didn't. Oh, you didn't like this episode. Go for it. Okay. Um, I, I think a lot of it is nostalgia this time around. Mm. And we'll probably see a lot of this come up in the golden years. The idea of like just remembering watching the show as a kid and loving it. Sure. But I I thought it was a really good slice of life episode about the Simpson family and how they operate. And we've seen bits of this before, of course, in you know certain respects. Um, I love Bart and Lisa stories. Mm. I think those are really always really effective for me. Um, specifically the you know the fact that they do actually care about each other and love each other. But rarely show it unless it, there's some big crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this one, the hockey game one, um, the Lisa's birthday. I think this one has a better, um, more believable conclusion to it than the hockey game one. But I think the hockey game one is a better episode. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that one later. <laughs> I just pulled um... the head off of Mr. <laughs> Honey Bunny. Sports, 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 sports. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I also... I, I mean, it's... It's kind of heavy-handed in the end. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the... That, the thing about stuff that's, like, really heavy-handed with emotion, with, like, you know, like, oh, look, look, your, your life isn't so bad, Bart. Look at what these guys have to put up with. Um, that kind of stuff can read really cheesy and really oh, yeah. like schmaltzy, but I think if the if the intention and the heart is in the right place, it it works for me. And I feel like that was the case with this one. I don't think they were trying to do anything like you know, go out and support your uh, local soup kitchen or you know what I mean. Like I don't think they were trying to like raising a call to activism or anything. Mm-hmm. They were just trying to show. Uh, a story of this young kid who doesn't know much about the world except for in his own little microcosm of a society uh, in his house and his school um, 
a, a bit of a broad, like a little snippet into the broader picture. Mm-hmm. And he sees that, and he has that moment of, um, he give he he had that money that he got from the blood donation or whatever, and he gives that to the homeless guys. And it's not played for like it's it's kind of played for laughs in a sense, where he's like, "Well, no, it's uh, not. It's uh, like they, they they managed to. I like that part because they they managed to incorporate a joke into it mm-hmm. that isn't." That that isn't like a, a sitcomy joke. Yeah, it right? doesn't take away from the moment. Yeah, but it, it just it just reminds us that you know this, this is a comedy show. Like we're still gonna make jokes, but we also want to talk about stuff like this. We're not mm-hmm. gonna ignore that these things exist. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just really worked for me. And um, the reconciliation of Bart and Lisa at the end uh, really worked. Like I think that was really really sweet. Uh, it really made sense. Um, you know, Lisa doesn't just wants him to know that he hurt her and that's all she wants mm-hmm. and once he has that realization she forgives him and it's like yeah like we're both human beings let's have some empathy to each other and yeah i just i thought it was really it was a really touching episode with uh i think a fair amount of laughs as well so i enjoyed it good you go good that's no that's all good stuff <laughs> i um i'm not a big fan of this uh-huh. episode uh, all your all that stuff that you said is absolutely true. Yeah, good. It's a good episode. It's fine. I just don't like it very much. Right. Why? Because I can't stand Bart in this episode. Oh, really? I think he's just fucking awful. And the fact that, like, at the very end, he's just like, okay, he's on the roof, and and now we're supposed to be like, he's. He's got some redeeming qualities, okay, but he's the fucking worst. All right, well, what's, like, what part specifically do you think made him the worst? The, the whole first act. Okay, everything, everything he does in the in the first act, I just want to punch him in the throat. The only moment, and like, you know, if you can think of specific moments to correct me here, the only moment that I can think of where he's actually the worst is the centerpiece moment. Mm. And I think that works for me because I saw it as Bart. Loving the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And so it's less about trying to hurt Lisa or trying to destroy the centerpiece. None of that's on his mind even. Like, he doesn't even realize that's what's going to happen. He just is the, you know, the class clown. He's the showboat. He's he's in front of his extended family that doesn't see often. He's like, I'm going to make these guys laugh. Like, this will be funny. And that kind of thing. And and I, I it, it was believable to me because I've seen that happen uh, in real life. Uh, not necessarily in my family, but probably if I... Deep, delve deep into my psyche. Maybe I can find some <laughs> moments that remind me of that. But oh yeah, it, I think specifically um, just in like classrooms and uh, you know when there's class clowns who and bullies too. Bullies in general, like that's kind of how they operate, right? Like they just want to be, they want other people to think they're funny or yeah. that they're the center of attention. Oh no, yeah, and I I totally get that, and it's totally in character, and I hate it. <laughs> Maybe it's because I deal with it on a daily basis. Oh. Right, with, I I see that with kids. I see that in kids all the time, Uh-oh. and I want it to end. <laughs> oh, yeah! Startling confession by Craig today is yeah. uh, tomorrow's newspaper headline: thousands of children murdered. Hey, whoa! <clears throat> all right, whoa! Now, I'm now be, I just this could be used as evidence later. That, that, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's really all I have to say about this episode. Everything you said is correct. Yes, it's well written. There's some there's there's some good jokes. It it feels it feels slice of life. It feels real. And I think that's the reason I don't like it. 
Like that's the reason why it doesn't. Um, it's not that it doesn't work for me. It's just that I don't. I always feel uncomfortable and sad watching this episode hmm. because I think maybe it hits really close to home. Right. And it's just like I just I see this all the time, and I don't want to see it right now. That that whole idea. I did like this episode um, years ago mm-hmm. before I started working with kids all the time. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It just kind of like I don't want to see that anymore. Do you have a favorite joke? I do. Yeah. Um, the his imagination sequence. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just. I, I think that's really funny. You're the reason America's lost its way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's a that's uh, specifically when I mentioned earlier my beauty nostalgia talking. That whole sequence I still have memorized. Like when I was watching, I'm like I know exactly what's happened. Like every single line of this part. And it's the it's one of the few moments in season two mm-hmm. that I can still recite by memory, mm-hmm. and I think it's really funny. Uh, also, just like the animation and the way, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but I love when the animators get to just like do whatever the fuck do they stuff, want, like, yeah, make it cl- make it interesting and artistic, and it looks cool. It does, it does, it looks really good, um, and it uh, really feels like a. We have the first time Maggie speaks. Kind of. <laughs> the reason I can't talk. That's the reason I can't talk. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's all I really have for this one. Um, my favorite joke, thanks for asking, uh, is... You're welcome. <laughs> the beginning, when he's watching the um, the parade. There we go. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, a, that's it's a really good joke. Bill and Marty. <laughs> that's their first physical first, appearance. First, uh, first view of them. Yeah. We've heard them speaking before, but right. this is the first time we actually get to see them. Yeah. And uh, their banter, I think, is so funny. <laughs> I can't even remember specifically what they say, but uh, they, he says some kind of, like, uh, catchphrase. Not catchphrase, but, like, uh, colloquial. Oh, it's about, it's, no, he says it's about <clears throat> Bullwinkle. Yeah. Right? It looks like because Bullwinkle's spring a leak. It's like yeah. it looked like Bullwinkle's got to taste of his own medicine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, did anything like, I just said make sense? Like, what, is it, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then he says another thing that and it's also, gibberish. Yeah, it's, it's just it's complete just, gibberish. It's just, it, like I said, it's like uh, not not catchphrases, but like uh, sayings. You yeah, know, like things that people say, yeah. buzzwords uh, in in a sense. Um, what are you doing, Barty? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just buzzwords that stupid people say to make themselves seem smart. Not that I'm no, accusing you. you of that. I'm, I'm fired, fired aren't I? I? Oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, I think I might have quoted that one in this show before. Itchy and scratchy and poochy. Yeah. Oh, well, that specific. Oh, that specific line. Yeah. Well, think, who can blame you? It's and, fucking hilarious. Yeah, when you and James were saying something, I think I said that to you. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, Barbara's the same. Bart versus Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Uh, good episode. Greg doesn't like it because he relates to it too much. Give me, um, <clears throat> give me like a year after I've left my current job, and I'll probably like it again. All right. We'll have a reunion. Okay. Um, our next episode. Bart the Daredevil. Yeah, a classic. Yeah. Uh, some would consider it to be. Yeah. Most would. It is considered among the series' best by television critics, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> What's that website? Wikipedia. Oh. Is that like a... I don't know. Like a Indian name or... Something like that. Okay. Um, written by Jay Kogan and Wallace Wolodarski. Ah, old um, Wally. 
uh, and directed by Wes Archer. Oh, that's something that I need to uh, that I need to mention in um, in in the previous episode in Bart versus Thanksgiving uh, when Homer is watching the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. A first time we hear about his love of the Dallas Cowboys, yep. and two. Um, they say Kogan passes to Wolodarski. Oh, nice. And Wolodarski's the one who gets laid out on the field. <laughs> it's just like Twitch. Oh, they're going to have to feed him through a straw. I hope they can get a turkey through there. <laughs> like There's medical person. It's funny. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's a good it's little a good joke. joke. Yeah. Good little meta joke. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's Kogan and Wolodarski. It's really funny. Kogodarski. Yeah. Um, so, this episode hinges around Bart becoming a daredevil. What? Yeah, and right doing yeah, increasingly insane stunts, which uh, conclude, I suppose, <laughs> with an attempt to jump Springfield Gorge. Yeah, which is uh, poor man's Grand Canyon. It's a little bit more world building. Or as far chasm. As, yeah, as far, as far as Springfield goes. Do you think the Grand Chasm and the Springfield Gorge are the same thing? No. Okay. But um, Springfield has the has the Grand Chasm. Yeah, because right? Marge on the land. Yeah, no, it's the other way. <laughs> like, there's one, there's the gorge, and the other is the chasm. Right. right? And then on the other side, there's well, ocean. The, well, yeah, and then on the other side, there's ocean, and then there's only one bridge out of town. That's right. Remember. Yeah. And it goes over the gorge. And what state is Springfield in? Illinois. <laughs> it's the capital of Illinois. Oh, great, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said it's like a Midwestern state or something. You... There's a there's a whole thing about like, um, uh, uh figuring out which Springfield it was because there's multiple Springfields in the states. Yep. Course. And the whole reason there's like obviously it's just a running joke now. Like yeah. it's not it's not like they're actually they've decided and they're keeping it a secret. Like you find out, audience, or anything like that. Um, but the reason why people... Snow Springfield has a tire fire that is constantly <laughs> burning. Right. Or a quickie mark. Um, True. But, uh, no, the reason was because I think it's, the, like, there's an ocean and there's something else that... There's also a mountain range. Yeah, like, the, basically, like, anything the story requires is in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Which is why it makes, like, no sense that it would be an actual city in the States. Which is the joke. Mm-hmm. Um... But there was an episode, I believe in the later years, maybe it's in the golden years and I'm just forgetting, but where Lisa says something about how, like, if you pay attention, you'll be able to figure it out or something, which caused, you know, the internet to go crazy. It's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that's the one where they were, where they killed, um, the, the alligator. Oh. Where they go to Florida. Yep. I know that one. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's It's a bad one. It's really bad. Not a fan. Yeah, that was one of the episodes. That, that's that's one of the episodes that I was like, oh, this is okay because it starts out with some really solid jokes in the opening act, like a lot of the uh, that that I find a lot of the later seasons do, but they just completely fall off the rails once it comes to f- figuring out a story. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they start out with one, two, maybe even three solid jokes in the in the opening six minutes, and then it's just. <laughs> Yeah, it just sets itself on fire and combusts from there. This episode does not do that. No, it saves its best joke to the end. <laughs> does it ever? Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. Yes, we will. Plot this... of this episode: 
Just went over it. How do we get to this, though? Well, there's a monster truck rally. Yeah. <laughs> Homer and Bart are both very excited to and see And you it. know what's really interesting is that they make this very much, um, without making it very heavy-handed, they make this very much a Homer and Bart episode. Yep. Um, by showing how alike the two of them mm-hmm. actually are and how they can share uh, common things with each other and common interests and just, you know, be father and son almost effortlessly when it's about the right thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and in this case, it happens to be Truckosaurus. Truckosaurus! <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. If you're not there, you better be dead or in jail. And if you're in jail, you break out. (laughs) Be there, be there, be Be there. there. Just advertising working so well on Homer and Bart. Absolutely. It's it's funny. Um, But the rub is, Mm -hmm. Lisa has a recital that night. For in the sleep of death, what dreams may come. Continue. (laughs) All right. Shakesman. Um, Bill Shakespeare. Bill Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they have to basically go to both. That's right. The recitals at five. Yep. And Truckosaurus is at eight. Eight. So they go to the recital. Turns out it's quite long. Um, Schumann's Schubert's Schumann Schumann Schumann's or is it Sherbert? Sherbert's Sherbert Sherbert's yes. Sherbert's unfinished symphony. Chopin. Uh, chopping, cho- chopping, chopsticks, chopping, chopping the onions, mm-hmm. and so, so anyway, they they end up getting like getting to the monster rally a little late, and, and accidentally go into the the field, which is just taking Homer's inability to park anywhere to the next level. That's right. <laughs> Remember, we're in the itchy lot. <laughs> that might be the only time he's actually parked. The car without hitting anybody <laughs> or anything like that, or yeah. parked in the absolute wrong area, right? Um, gotten devoured by a truckosaurus, and he gets the the car gets devoured by truckosaurus. Yeah, and they uh, uh, they stick around to watch Lance Murdoch, that's right, the greatest daredevil in the world, jump a pit of sharks, yeah, and alligators or something, and lions. <laughs> Right? There's lions in the pit, too. And a drop of human blood. <laughs> and a drop of human blood to get things going. Uh, and Bart is inspired. He's very much inspired, and he starts doing death-defying acts for his uh, friends Schoolmates. and, and uh, co-workers. Chums. And he starts... Co-workers? Yeah. Um, Where does he work? He works at school. It's true. A, a boy delinquent's job is never done. That's right. So... And his first death-defying act is trying to jump the family station wagon. <laughs> he fails. He fails. And he's immediately told by uh, Homer and Marge to never do anything like that again. Does he listen? Yeah. No. Of course not. No. Uh, Don't tell your kids not to do something. They'll just do it. Yeah, of that's, course not. It's just a life lesson. And so on a fateful trip to the Springfield Gorge, uh, he says, I'm going to jump the Springfield Gorge. And he says, Otto, should I do this? <laughs> And Otto says, cool. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. So that's all he needs to hear. Yeah, that's all he needs to hear. The one of the Plus only... he just loves, the, like I said, being in the spotlight, right? He really, really does. Um, and Lisa hears about it, immediately squeals to his parents, and they force him to not do it. Of course. He once again disobeys. Of course is going to do it. Even after uh, Homer has a very heartfelt plea to him. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, you have to promise me that you won't do this. He says, okay, I promise. He's like, no, you have to mean it. Because, he's like, why? Well, because if you don't, then I'll never believe a single thing you ever say again. And I think in that moment he means that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> clearly, that doesn't take yep. as we follow the series, but that's okay. Because um, Bart uh, promises but still disobeys and yep. goes to do it. Homer comes to stop him and is able to stop him basically by saying, uh, I'm going to do it instead. And you can see what and it looks like, what it, how yeah. it feels when a loved, a loved one... one is about to do, like, basically um, kill himself. Yeah. Um, and it, it works. You know, Bart realizes, like, like, I don't want my dad to die. So he, you know, he says, I promise I won't do it. They say they share the I love yous. It's a very touching moment. And then Homer starts to drift out of frame. Now, originally, Bart was supposed to jump the gorge. Uh, oh, no. But he was up all night before paying people to kiss so <laughs> so as homer drifts out of frame we realize he's still on bart's skateboard yeah and he goes down the conveniently rocked rock place uh, ramp uh-huh. and flings across springfield gorge and comes this close oh, to yeah, making such it such a moment of like this is the greatest feeling in the world yeah like, I'm going to make it. I'm going I'm to make it. And he says, I'm king of the world. <laughs> At least six years before, before James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Leo. So, there you go. James well, Cameron. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio wrote this episode. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was James Cameron. No, he... James Cameron, the greatest pioneer. <laughs> Who's that? Could it be? Yes, it is. James Cameron. Director of Piranha 2, The Spawning. That's right. Um... So, yeah, and then we get uh, one of the most oft-repeated clips in the history of The Simpsons. It is the most repeated clip in the history of this. It's gotta be. All right. It's absolutely I gotta you. be. I, 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 like, I don't watch all of them, so I can't say. They could, they could have repeated the one word, Homer's angry dad. Angry dad? <laughs> Remember that? Beats the Springfield Gorge? I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Angry I, dad? I haven't, seen, I haven't seen them. Anyway, <laughs> it becomes an instant classic joke because what happens to Homer? Well, he doesn't make it across the no, Springfield Gorge. He falls. he falls down the whole way to the bottom and then come the rocks. <laughs> Jagged rocks. And here come the pretzels. <laughs> and the, the skateboard <laughs> hits him on the back of the head. No... Without causing another concussion, yep. um, and he Brain, is braining his damage. So yeah, yeah, he is then airlifted out of there to safety in an awaiting ambulance yep. at the top and of Springfield. All is well. Oh, is it? No. Well, he gets put in the ambulance. Yeah, he gets put in the ambulance. So that means he's safe, right? Well, what happens right after that, Alan? Uh, oh, oh, right, there right. It, is. it drives directly into a tree. <laughs> yeah. And Homer comes Not wheeling out the back in front of it. <laughs> comes wheeling out the back with his IV flailing (laughs) goes right back down the gorge for take two all the way to the bottom Uh, it's honestly one of my favorite jokes in the history of comedy (laughs) 
as the ambulance crashing into a tree two feet in front of it to send him down again. Now, so we've funny. talked about this briefly before, but I believe you said that this whole episode kind of feels like a, a 20 minute setup to a one and a half minute punchline. Yeah. And upon review, you are 100% right. <laughs> 100% but my god what a punchline oh yeah like worth it worth so it so worth it it's so funny yeah. even to this day I remember do you remember the first time you saw it no I do really I couldn't believe what I was seeing I'll tell you right now I don't know if I can pinpoint the first time I saw any of these episodes oh really in my life because they're all I've seen them all so many times now that they all blend I can't pinpoint the moment like I can't pinpoint the year or the day like, I or wish I could like say you know the moment I first saw a Simpsons episode because mm-hmm. that seems like an important time in my life yeah but I can't remember the first time I saw a Simpsons episode yeah it's just always like in my brain it's just always been a part of my life there was there was a day um, I remember there was a couple of days where I was sick in bed and I had um, like we had cable TV mm-hmm. and so I got lucky in that um, it wasn't hockey season mm. right the Stanley Cute. yeah the Stanley Cup playoffs had just wrapped up good um, and who won I can't remember yeah, this was in, this was in the nineties so. This is after 1993, so no. Yeah. Um, and and I remember sitting there in my living room just watching hours and hours of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. For these days, I must have watched like 32 episodes in two days. And this was on, like, this was just straight. Yeah. Right? And was it a marathon or something? Yeah, it was a marathon on CBC, and then it, and then there was a couple episodes on later on Global, nice. right? And I was just able to didn't even need cable, right? <laughs> Who needs it? Yeah. Um, so this was that it was then that I watched that this episode for the first yeah. time, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like it was the funniest thing <laughs> I had ever seen. And, like, I just kept laughing and laughing and laughing. And then the ambulance part (laughs) happened. And it was like, what the fuck is this? And it happened again. And I was like, please let it happen again. And it didn't. And it was like, I was like, oh. (laughs) Oh, rats. Oh, rats. But I just kept laughing through the credits, through the whole time. I thought it was so funny. Mm -hmm. Like, this episode has a decent amount of jokes in it. Yeah, I think it's a funny episode. Yeah, overall. I do too. Um, but nothing, nothing like that payoff. Um, this the the show changes, I think, in that moment mm. for me um, because they had never done anything quite that surreal. Yeah, before, um, at least with a member. Of the like real cast, right? Mm-hmm. We have Itchy and Scratchy, of course, sure. right? And we've done a Treehouse of Horror episode, yeah, yeah. fantasy stuff, and fantasy stuff. But we've never done anything that takes place within the real uh, Simpsons world mm-hmm. um, that did that, and we haven't seen Homer <laughs> in that amount of pain. <laughs> we've seen him fall down a couple times, fall down some stairs, yep. stuff like that, but. He fell down a canyon. Twice. Twice. <laughs> and he was fine. Yeah. 
It went against everything that James L. Brooks and Matt Groening wanted from the show. Mm -hmm. Everything. Well, to an extent. I think that... What, he ends up in the hospital? That's the... Well... (laughs) That's the trick? Yeah, like the... It's it's definitely like... In real life, he'd be dead. But it has that, like, that small nugget of plausibility that makes it... And then, you know, seeing his, like, wounds and things as he goes down and all that stuff, like, this is real consequences, more or less, as yeah. it's happening, you know? Yeah, it's a... It's, it's a it's obviously, I, I think, I think it's obviously a, a little homage to the the coyote, yeah, falling down the gorge, right? But it's like this is what would happen to the coyote if we watched him fall down the yeah, gorge, exactly. right? Um, and the coyote would be in traction for months, uh-huh. um, if not years, yeah. So. So yeah, in a way, I think yes, but in another way, they did not like this. Um, Matt Groening did not like the idea of this. He did not like. Stop ripping that. I'll rip whatever I want. Well, <laughs> you have weird like is, ripping sounds in the background. Is it picking recording. up? Is it picking Probably. up on your precious recording? Wow. I'll end your took a turn. Precious field trip, pretty <laughs> damn quick. <laughs> no yelling on the boss. Uh, oh, be mad. Uh, Whatever happened to Adam Sandler? Um, remember when he made good movies? No. Oh. I remember when he made funny movies. Yeah, that's right, man. I, I couldn't say any of his movies are no, actually none good. Of them are good. <laughs> like. Um, except for that one. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the one. Yeah. Yeah. The Which one. isn't really his movie. No, the one Adam Sandler movie that he's in that it's is a, actually it's a, a good, if not, if, if not great movie. Yes. Um, I would wager it's a great movie. Yeah, I would. I would. By wager, I mean, I know it's a great movie. It's one yeah, of my favorite I would, movies. I would lean more to the side of great. Definitely. It's probably my favorite movie of that year. Yeah? Yeah. I watched it. It was uh, I I watched it twice in one day, and I really why why because it stuck with me, and I like I had I had rented it. Okay, here's a mini review of Punch Drunk Love. Um, (laughs) This isn't even the Cinephiles. Yeah, Um, I I had rented it for a couple of days, and I I watched it. It was just like I was just hanging out. It was weekend morning. I watched it, and then evening rolls around. I'm still thinking about it. So I want to watch it again. So I do. There you go. Done. And I really, really, really enjoyed it more on the second time, actually. Which is, I kind of think, a prerequisite with Anderson films. Yeah, I would say so. Unless it's The Master. Which I still haven't seen a second time, so I can't say. I have. Yeah. It's not better. It's not better. <laughs> no. Uh, I can appreciate Joaquin Phoenix's performance more. Mm. Uh, I... So that was the one thing I did appreciate from that movie already. Yeah, so and I like, feel like if I saw it's it again, always nice to see Philip Seymour Hoffman in a role that's worthy of him, mm-hmm. and that one very much is. Oh yeah, um, the pig fucker scene is great. Do you remember that? No, I can't remember. That it's when the the one guy is like kind of questioning him. He's like, "Excuse me," like Lancaster Dodd is like talking. He's talking about his his you know mm-hmm. uh, theories and stuff, and then. 
the the guy is kind of chiming in. He's like, uh, "Excuse me, uh, do you really think we had previous lives and stuff like that?" Um, and he kind of you know turns and he like talks to him and he says some things and he's like, you know, very like kind of, "You don't know what you're talking about. Don't get into it with me or whatever." And turns back to the people he's actually talking to and goes on like that for a while. And then finally he kind of like decides he's going to engage in him. And he starts like talking to him and just like just like railing into him and stuff. And uh, he ends with calling him a pig fucker. <laughs> it's really funny. Right so, on. It's a scene that stuck with me. Like I said, I've only seen the ones, but that's that's the scene I love. <laughs> uh, as well as the uh, processing scene, of course. Yeah. Which I think I'm... is... Uh, a brilliant, that, amazing scene in a mediocre film. Yeah, that should be. I think that should be studied in acting classes, oh, like yeah. film acting classes. I think it should be studied in screenwriting classes. That's probably the moment that made Joaquin Phoenix one of my favorite actors. That one. Yeah, I agree. And it only took, like, it only it only took about five minutes in yeah. her, oh, yeah. in in the movie her to like confirm it to confirm it. Yeah, as that as he's like one of, if not the greatest, yeah, working consistently today i agree like, he's so good uh that was we're talking a little bit about the master talking, and talking films a bit yeah, there a little bleed bit. over from the cinepals yeah but, uh, let's what, go back are you, to the what are you gonna expect um so favorite joke in bart the daredevil come on <laughs> <laughs> moving on um <laughs> come on we just spent <laughs> we just talked we just spent 10 minutes analyzing one joke one word ambulance um <laughs> The tree has got to be like two TV feet out of frame. And just, what is it? Because uh, you know, like ambulances go, it gets, and yeah, then it's it like one, the one beat of the ambulance siren, and then it's. And it like it doesn't even it doesn't even have time to pick up speed, nope. and yet it just it crashes, it collapses. <laughs> The ambulance, the front of the ambulance just collapses. Oh. <laughs> and he it's rolls out. Hoods, man. He rolls out with the IV uh-huh. trailer. <laughs> oh. Apparently in the movie, mm. the Simpsons movie, mm-hmm. there's a cameo of that ambulance. Really? Yeah, because I guess they go by the gorge, like jump the gorge on a motorcycle. That's true. It's been they a do. while since I've seen the movie. They do. But, uh, but they I guess do they do that and they pass by the tree with the ambulance still crashing into it. Really? Yeah. Oh man, it's probably rendered, it's rendered in weird animated HD. Yeah, it's not the same. No, yeah, no, it's not. I can't believe I'm. I say it. I can't believe I say that. That I I prefer the Simpsons in pre HD. Yeah. Like in in kind of softer focus, like rougher around the edges. Like I can't believe I'm saying that about something. Well, it's a it's a common thing with any piece of art. I think. Where, you know, the it's representative of its time, mm-hmm. right? So, like, The Simpsons is very representative of animation in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And HD animation doesn't attribute to that. So the same way, you know, you'd see... Uh, like, you look at, like, 80s movies, for example. And you don't want to see them remade. <clears throat> because it's, like I said, it's a representative of its time. And, like, the, the kind of... 80s music and like the way it's shot and things like that is just very important for that specific time frame if that makes sense yeah i think so and i think you know it's easy to uh view that with like paintings and like art that can't be you know like no one's gonna remake the mona lisa um i'm sure people will but no one will care 
Uh, <laughs> but when, you know, they decide to remake Point Break, for some reason, um, you look at it and you're just like, why? Why is that happening? Like, what, what's the point of that? And it's a whole other argument that maybe one day we'll do a Cinepels episode on. Mm-hmm. About the nature of remakes um, and reboots. Yeah. But but basically what I'm saying is I agree with you that I prefer The Simpsons not in HD. Yeah. And it's not because it's like a nostalgia, the good old days uh, kind of thing. But it's just the the essence of The Simpsons is that 90s... Um, Feel. Yeah. And that just like the, the product of its time, right? Yeah. And that's another reason why it's harder to enjoy the new seasons... Because now... It looks like a different show. It looks like a different show. They've got, you know, t- technology in it that is not akin to the mindset of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have their my phones and all that garbage. Um, is that what they call them? Yeah. That's another thing I hate about... Yeah. Uh, they, they call them that? They call them though? my phones. My pads. Um, really? Because they can't call them iPhones or iPads, I guess. Or they just don't want to. I don't know. They don't want to pay for it, but... You know what's funny? Yeah. Is <laughs> there's a joke that really lands that is at the expense of Apple. Oh, the right? Newton? It's the Newton one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take a note in your Newton. <laughs> Beat up Martin. Eat, Eat up Martha. Martha. <laughs> bah! Because <laughs> <laughs> Newton's Maybe that's worse. why. Maybe that one joke was like Steve Jobs is like, no. No, Simpsons never could never. He wasn't at Apple at the time. Oh, That really? might have been it. Yeah. Why they were able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's just it's weird seeing The Simpsons interact with these things because they haven't aged, right? Because they haven't aged and they were always they're, the family They're frozen that wasn't... in time, but society still progresses forward, mm-hmm. which is why it's really strange, mm-hmm. I think. And I'm not saying, you know, they should have aged The Simpsons, but I think they should have kept... Like, they don't need to have, like, rotary phones or, like, anything like that necessarily, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be terrible. I don't need to see Bart with a cell phone. Yeah, I suppose. It's more relatable, Bart's though. Bart skateboards still. Yeah, it's true. I guess people still skateboard in real yeah, life, they but do. not as much. I mean... You got your scooters and your... I mean, like, there's... You got scooters, you got Vespas. You got rollerblades. Rollerblades, crystal meth. Crystal meth. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh... Anyway, so that's my take on why HD sucks for The Simpsons. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I thought that we... was very clever. It, yes, it was. <laughs> we missed couchboard gags for this, this episode. Did we? We sure did. Oh, shit. I will not drive the principal's car. I will not. Yeah, that's right. And what was it? Hom- Homer's too heavy? Homer's too heavy. Any, any, any tips to the couch? He's fat, you guys. Yeah, yeah. get it? Remember it's funny because he's, he's fat. Let's move on to the next couch All board right. gag. Uh, itchy and, and scratchy and Marge. Versus Marge. And oh, Marge. It's not versus? No, not everything has to Who be versus. Who are they versus. doing it versus? <laughs> you see, they have to be fighting or else we can't put butts in the seats. It can't be Batman and Superman. It has it to, be to be versus. Versus V. We need to put them in the trailer about to fight, because that's what the people are coming to see. They're coming to see a normal guy <laughs> fight a god. He's got a he's got an armor suit. He's got an armor suit and he's and a deep voice and, and he's, he's he's got he's like, gonna fight he's pretty confident. He's gonna fight a man who can literally walk on the sun. He's gonna he says can't 
do you bleed? You will. And Superman's like, Prob- probably not. Probably not. You don't know, do you, have you met me? I will shoot you with my do lasers. Do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm an alien. Yeah. I will... I will take you into space. <laughs> Problem solved. You you die in space. I, I was don't. in space in the previous movie. I'm fine in space. It's it's kind of cozy. He was in space in the previous movie. He got better in space <laughs> because the sunbeams are more close to him. His energy source is the sun. Yours is a battery. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. We're talking about We're talking Batman about again. BVS. Yeah, and it's D-O-J. gonna be god awful. BVS Dodge. I feel like it's gonna be god awful. I think so too. I'm sorry. I don't like Zack Snyder. He's made one film that I've enjoyed, and it's not because of him. Was it Dawn of the Dead or Watchmen? Mm, Watchmen. Watchmen. Um, I enjoyed been, Dawn of the Dead. It wouldn't have been because be, of him either way, because no. Dawn of the Dead's a remake. Exactly. And I, I do enjoy Dawn of the Dead. I didn't, it wasn't I didn't Sucker it. Punch? You didn't like Sucker Punch? Oh, sorry, sorry. Two movies <laughs> that I liked. Watchmen and Sucker Punch. Um, God, what a turd. Yep. Um, I just... But yeah, I, and, I, and I see so many flaws in Watchmen as well. Mostly from Zack Snyder's hand, I feel. Because it follows the source material pretty closely. Which is why I think I enjoy it. I know a lot of people don't enjoy it's it for the, that reason. It's the directorial flourishes that you don't like, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's. I'm okay with the. I'm okay with the with the the stuff that they changed. Because mm-hmm. um, yep. it makes it. It makes sense. It and it also makes the story more concise, which you needed to do. Yeah, it's right? the Game of Thrones theory. Yeah. Um. And but it's his. Like whenever he tries to not imitate something that was in the actual comic book. Yeah. It turns into the slow, fast motion. Exactly, and like that's the only trick he's got. That's his. That's his thing. Yeah, people like three hundred. I'll just do that again. Always. <sighs> so, um, and Man of Steel was garbage. Man of Steel was garbage. It was. I watched it in the theaters. Thought it was fine. Watched it again. Then I realized <laughs> um, there's so much. You could have done so much better. And the whole like I thought the Dawn of Justice trailer was cool the first time I saw it. Same thing did as you I see felt. It, uh, the leaked one, or did you see the the one they? Released? I saw the one that Zack Snyder put up. Okay, I yeah. saw the leaked one, so I think that might have hurt it a bit for him, probably for them because it was terrible quality. Yeah, um, but that was a smart idea on their part. It was to just oh, fuck yeah. it, just do just it, just release it. Yeah, you should always just release it. Yeah, always. Put, it on, put your fucking trailers on YouTube. None of this trailer events bullshit. Like no, just... count down to the trailer and just just show us the thing that you're making. Yeah, that's why trailers exist. They're not events of their own. No. They are to preview events. Yes. Coming up. Um, um, that's why they're called coming attractions. Correct. Uh, or previews. Yeah, so when I saw this one, I was like, okay, there's some interesting ideas in here, but then I watched it a second time, and then I, I really focused on um, the ending, where it said, tell me, do you bleed? You, you will. will. And it's like, that was the dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, they're going with the Dark Knight Returns angle here. That is the dumbest thing. <laughs> okay. Um, a, I don't know how they're going to set it up. So it 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 only works if Superman really doesn't want to hurt Batman in the first place. Yeah, right. That's the only way it works. Yeah. And I think right? that's likely where it's going. Yeah. Go. And and Batman realizes that in the in the comic book, The Dark Knight, where he's like, he's not going to actually try and kill me, or at least for a while, so I can like 
mess around with him and get him into a vulnerable place where I can put kryptonite in him. Yeah. Right? Um, use that against him so I can actually beat him. But why, why does Batman want to kill Superman? Exactly. Why? He solves literally all the problems. <laughs> why is Batman in a movie with Superman? Why is Batman in a major studio release that takes place supposedly in this world, mm-hmm. right? That is not animated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why is Batman in that movie and The Flash isn't? Let me tell you something. <laughs> if like if Batman exists in a world with Wonder Woman... And Aquaman. And, and Aquaman and Superman. Green Lantern. 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 Um, he will get vaporized uh-huh. within the first five seconds. Yeah. Right? Superman's eyes. Done. It's He's over. Set. He's turned to ash. And we've already seen Superman doesn't give a shit about killing people. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, what episode are we were? Speaking of uh, <laughs> incredible violence... Let's talk about Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Yeah. The Couchboard Gag. This is um, considered a classic episode again. Yeah. Um, written uh, written by John Schwartzwelder. Yay. Here he is. And directed by Jim Reardon. My God, they just got John Schwartzwelder to do everything in the first two seasons. This is awesome. It's crazy. Um, and this episode... Well, I think we should go through it beat by beat. All right. Because there's some, Beat one. there's some, there's some great, uh, yeah. just pop cultural references in it that totally. I think really just like, boom, sparks up the Simpsons fascination with pop culture to a to a new degree, to an nth degree. Yeah. Um, so we and, start with uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Mm-hmm. Bart and Lisa watching some. What cartoons? episode are they watching? They're watching the one. Oh, he tur- he he like lights a fuse on a football and right. and throws it to uh, Scratchy. Mm-hmm. And it blows up and he gets tackled by the... Oh, yeah. 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 That's a good one. And Maggie gets an idea from watching the episode. Maybe I should do these things. Yeah. and I want to be like the cartoon mice. Yeah. So Homer is uh, very sweetly making a... Spice or rack. attempting to make a spice rack. Which I think will appear again in the episode. Yeah. I th- you mentioned that he stores a, his Oscar. Yeah. His Emmy. Like he, he, he stole an Oscar oh, right. from somebody an and crossed the name out of it uh, off of it and wrote Homer, wrote Simpson. Homer Simpson. I think it's Martin Scorsese because yeah. <laughs> Martin Scorsese had hadn't won an Oscar right. at the time and he stole it and yeah. just wrote Homer Simpson. How, on. how many does he have now? Homer <laughs> or Martin Scorsese? Both one. Both of them have one. <laughs> yeah, they're both Martin Scorsese's to be perfectly honest, but Homer has one. That and used Marty, to belong to Marty. Marty has the departed one. And Marty has the departed one. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's crazy that's the only Oscar he's won. I know, isn't it? Especially when you go back and look at The Departed. And it's like... <laughs> this, it's a great movie. This is a great movie, but it's like, this is the only this one... This is the one you won for? This is the one you won for? No Taxi Driver? No Raging no, Bull? No Goodfellas? No Goodfellas? King of Comedy? Right? That's an amazing movie. I, I actually watched it recently. I actually haven't seen it. Oh, watch yeah. it. Really? It's probably my favorite De Niro performance. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was like a, it was a pretty personal project for him. I think. Yeah, like it was in the, it was in the Raging Bull era. Yeah, where like, it was right after Raging Bull. Yeah, sure. where Robert De Niro was essentially trying to save Martin Scorsese's <laughs> life. Yeah, because <laughs> he was on coke all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, cocaine. <laughs> for those of you who are wondering, yes, I was. I didn't mean like the sugary beverage. Is there one? What a sugary beverage. Called Coke? Uh, no, actually, it's oh. the proper name is Diet Coke. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah, I've had that. It's fine. It's all right. 
like Diet Pepsi better. Sure, sure. It tastes more sugary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. that. Science, man. It's amazing. So, what is the thing that... Um, are we doing... Is this Cinepals? Are we... Where are we? I can't... <laughs> a lot of movies today. I can't remember. I'm getting my wires crossed it's so much. It's getting merged. Uh, we so, shouldn't be doing two podcasts. No. We what said we would we do done? this. We said we would do this. We're going all the way through. <laughs> so... Uh, Maggie hits... Oh, do you want to know what happened in the Great War today? The Great... What's the Great War? The Great War is, um... The... Is World War One, buddy. So... It happened today? No, something that... Something that happened in, in, in World War One. Oh. Yeah. I'm familiar with World War One. It's just something that happened in World War One. God. Alright. I'm just saying I'm familiar. You're like, you're like it's World War One, buddy. Very condescendingly. So I'm well, just, you I'm asked me what was the Great War. Well, you said you want to know something if that you, happened in the Great if, War. As if you had no idea, like you some sort of plebiscite or something. Didn't you say today? Yeah, like it's it's an it's it's like an. Here's a here's a review of uh, World War One. Don't do this. The sequel's better. Don't. Um. <laughs> and you did. And you did. You know what? Fuck it. Just fuck it. Are you quitting? Yep. I'm quitting. Alright. This is what happened. Alright? On this day... I get updates on anniversary stuff. Alright. On my phone. That doesn't mean we need to podcast about it. Alright, go on. I just thought it would... Forget it. No, I want to know You're such now. a jerk. I'm not. I just got rid of it, so it's well, not coming back. Do you remember it? At all? Yes, I do. Just tell me a little snippet. All right. From the so, Franz Ferdinand? No, not... It's not a... You're... It's not about Franz Ferdinand, <laughs> you butt. Take me out. Munch. Five years... Okay. On June the 5th, I guess. June 5th, 1919, five years after the assassination of the Crown Prince, the Allies signed the Treaty of Versailles. Sorry, June 28th. Mm. So, so that's not today. Yeah. No, but it's in a couple of uh, weeks, so I figure like this this might be in the the only thing that happened in June, I guess. Probably. Yeah. Wars are pretty un uneventful. Yeah. Yeah. Ratifying the it, it, Treaty of Versailles in Germany. Sorry, Treaty of Versailles with Germany in Versailles, France. Ratifying the country's unconditional surrender to the Allies. Good. Yeah. Good work, Allies. You did it. You did it. Made it happen. Al. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, like my God. Um, <clears throat> so we get to this pop culture reference. You're making me very tired. <laughs> You're going off the rails here. I'm not going off the you rails. You literally just like started talking about a war randomly. Because you got an update on your it phone. It came on my phone. I thought it would be fun to talk about. We talk about shit all the time. Forget it. It really wasn't. Just forget it. It was a... This is why you should tell me. <laughs> I tried. You didn't try hard enough, <laughs> Alan. It's not my fault that you can't. Welcome, welcome to One Bad Neighbor. Uh, uh. I'm your host, Alan. <laughs> Today I have a guest with me, uh, former host, co-host of Two Bad Neighbors. I'm done. Greg I'm, Wilson. It's over. Oh. All right. So itchy and scratchy in March. Yeah, Maggie hits Homer over the head with a mallet. All right. You're not gonna have fun. In a reference to what? <laughs> What is it in a reference to? I don't know why you're yelling. Tell me. 
I don't know. If I can ever finish a goddamn story. Finish one. Can I Try finish it. one goddamn story? Go. So I'm not stopping you. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. It's just comedy. <laughs> Just no comedy. Just you know? stop. Just stop. Just, just say your story. What was the story? Okay, so Psycho. What's that? A movie. Okay. This is terrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you want from me, man. Just get get I'm, on the trolley. I'm trying to power through here. All right. And All right. So you're just like, <laughs> but you're doing it angrily. Yeah, I am. It makes it harder for me to enjoy the podcast Good. experience. I'm glad. It's a reference to Psycho, some movie that some fat guy made. Wow. Am I wrong? I mean, not literally, but you don't have to you don't have to say that stuff. What? He's dead. He doesn't care. <laughs> Alfie Hitchcock is role is What scene are they parodying, Alan? The get, shower scene. Get the to classic it. shower Just scene. Just get to it. I'm doing it right now. The classic shower scene from Psycho. Where it's got the music music score. Yeah. The one by Danny Elfman. Right? Let me pull up the Danny Elfman score. Okay. Um, wait, did he do the remake? No, he did the original. Actually? Yeah, he's 93. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> This is why we can't have conversations. <laughs> no, I seriously though. Um, we we all know the psycho theme, yeah, right. Um, and this is Danny Elfman's terrible reboot version. It's jaunty. It's Danny Elfman. It's really Danny Elfman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. picture like. Going through the chocolate factory. Or going right? through some like twisty trees. Or going through the Batman logo. Yep. Or anything really. that Danny Elfman ever composed. Yeah. Meanwhile. Close. This is the original? Yeah. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's kinda of more it's more like subdued. Danny Elfman's is very like this one's like this one's a slower tempo yeah and it's just kind of like I don't know it's it instills more terror it's versus it's more of a build yeah and I think that like and obviously this is the one that the Simpsons use I think terror is wrong I think like suspense is the right word builds more suspense whereas Danny Elfman doesn't really build suspense it's just like oh, oh things are happening it's all at the same time yeah. right so but yeah, they do. So they do a nice little parody of uh, the shower scene. Maggie hits him on the head. He falls over. He pulls the, uh, I don't know, paint curtain. I guess. I yeah, know, he's used, he like it's. A, I think it's a. I think. I think it's used to uh, cover the actual like the table. So you like paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got like shower rings on it. Uh, that's obviously just for the joke, <laughs> yeah. right? And this is the theme that. I think it's like 10 hours of that. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those YouTube videos that's like, 10 hours of Psycho theme. 
10 hours of John Lithgow saying shut up cunt in Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Um, shut up, cunt. Shut up, cunt. Shut up, cunt. Shut up, cunt. Wow. It, wow. And then you you watch it for like five minutes. And you're just like, what? Like you... things start like like melting. Like, he's not saying words anymore, and then just like things start like your brain starts melting, and you just like don't. And you start to see through time. There's a um, there's a ten hour clip of. Um, just since we can, so we can get back to the Simpsons here. Um, I've been there's a uh, well. Now I'm on board again. All right, good. Um, since since there, so we can get back to the Simpsons here. There's a ten hour. There's a there's a ten hour clip of this. Nerd! <laughs> <And there's... laughs> Did you get a lot of the nerd? <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes in the series is the guy's response to Homer. <laughs> hey, buddy, did you get a load of the nerd? Pardon me. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so funny to me, but it's just like the the it's completely unexpected, yeah. and it's just like very straight faced, mm-hmm. and then it cuts away. You don't see the rest of that scene. And you're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like that's the thing. That's that's what someone would say in that situation. <laughs> if someone came up to you and was like, "Just get a load of the nerd," you'd be like, "Pardon, pardon me? me? Like, what are you talking about, sir? <laughs> I'm a college student. I need to go to my class so I can get good grades and a I, good this job. Is, this isn't a National Lampoon film. <laughs> um, so yeah. So Homer gets hit on the head with the mallet. Perfect psycho parody. And the paint Marge, falls, goes down the drain, yeah. the blood. Marge comes to the immediate conclusion and correct conclusion that it's because of... Itching Scratchy. Yeah. And cartoon violence. Cartoon violence is shaping uh, impressionable youth to commit violence to each in, other. In the worst way. So yeah. she protests. She writes a letter. Yeah. To Roger Myers. Who, our first appearance of Roger Myers. Who is voiced? Junior. Do you know who he's voiced by? Uh, Alex Rocco. Mo Green. From uh, The Godfather. That's right. He gets shot in the eye. That's right. Yeah. And... Uh, He's apparently he's only appeared three times. Yeah, three times that as seems crazy to me. Cause three he's times, such an iconic character to me. Yeah, because Hank Azaria does it all the other times. Oh, that's right. Um, and that's apparently funny. Hank Azaria can do a spot on Alex Rocco. Yeah. which does <laughs> that not really surprising? Yeah, no. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like if he can do a, a spot on Pacino, he can do a spot on Rocco. Oh, she's got a great ass. <laughs> He was in he that movie. It. He, he, t- he uh, that wasn't supposed to be. That's an unscripted moment, I believe. Hank Azaria's talked about that moment where Hank, where Al Pacino just goes, well, "She's got a great ass," and he and he, in the movie you watch him and he just doesn't know what to do. That's literally Hank Azaria being like, "What's happening right now?" I can't believe they kept that take. I know it's like, amazing. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's absolutely crazy. You know there was a subplot. Oh my god, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. Uh, well, you talk about heat. I'm gonna. I'm start, sorry. I'm gonna start. Well, you talking talked about, about Hank Azaria. I'm no, gonna yeah, talk about heat. Absolutely. You know, like this. Yeah. Is, we know each other. Um, like apparently, like according to Michael Mann, there was originally a subplot in the movie where um, Al Pacino's character Vincent Hanna was actually like on cocaine, <laughs> and they they filmed some scenes with it apparently, and they cut it from the movie entirely. Um, but that would explain his entire character, yep. right? Totally. Why he's always um, either incredibly 
piped like hyped up yeah. or completely exhausted. Yeah. And why he never really sleeps. Right? Um Cocaine. And why when he gets out of the elevator when he goes into that club, he's like he's just like a zombie. Mm-hmm. Right? He gets out of the elevator and he's like a zombie because he just did cocaine in the elevator. It's like that Eric Clapton song. Layla. Wonderful tonight. Oh. Tears in heaven. Tears. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Um, anyway. Marge writes a letter. Yeah, she writes a letter, and um, <laughs> Roger Myers. Oh man, his response in his first appearance. Yep, with a voice. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh yes. First appearance. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he basically responds. You know, uh, well, we you know very political stuff at first, and then it ends with basically like "fuck you." We're gonna keep doing what we're doing. One person can't change the world. Yep. And which is awesome because then because knowing Marge, she's like, I'll fucking show him what yep. one person can do, and uh, she successfully uh, assembles uh, the townsfolk of Springfield to write in letters to him after appearing on an episode of Nightline. Smartline. Smartline. Sorry, Nightline's the real thing they're parody. I think so. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, which is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the? Kid Brockman saying like oh like like wars have existed before cartoons or whatever and that, oh, those yeah, were violent yeah Roger Roger Myers says like you know what existed before cartoons the Crusades yeah. those things were <laughs> violent as hell and they lasted for like thirty years it's and like, this was before, before the cartoons yes oh my <laughs> it's like completely new to Kid Brockman perfect like parody of uh, yeah that kind of interview they're actually they're in their right too mm-hmm. right uh, like I Marge is I think what's the thing about this episode is that uh, and the creators have specifically said or the writers rather that they wanted to make this episode without taking specific sides even though they do have sides that they agree with mm-hmm. so they have Marge as the very uh, um, conservative you know keep family values the same kind of kind of mentality whereas she's uh, also pointing, and, like, she's also pointing Myers, the finger yeah right yeah. neither of them come off very well no. in this episode which i think is a really great um decision on the writer's parts mm-hmm. right so we're going to we're going to make it seem like okay marge is obviously overreacting to this and it's like it's not just cartoon violence that is shaping and molding your child it is you mm-hmm. as a parent right take some goddamn responsibility for yourself but yeah. then on the other side of things we're going to show the entertainment industry as it is and these guys are horrible too yeah right totally um they're not like they're not like shining angels crusading for free speech mm-hmm. they are the only reason they care is that they make money off of it that's right right and the only reason marge truly cares is well she can't find anything else to blame mm-hmm. without looking at herself yeah Right. Um, but yeah, so they, he, she kind of succeeds in you know getting everyone to write in, and so they they say, well, we have to we have to change. Yep, we can't have this violence on TV anymore. So Marge gives them you know advice, and we get to see uh, some little snippets of the itchy and scratchy if Marge was the writer, and it's hilarious. Lemonade. <laughs> yes, please. I made it just for you. You're my best friend. <laughs> the end. Uh, <laughs> I love how pregnant the pauses are. Yes. And just rocking in their chairs. Yeah. Yeah. How he says lemonade. Yeah. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) 
and they look like they've been lobotomized, like the yeah. like how they animate their eyes, like bigger pupils yeah, and all the, that. With the like Disney, Disney and like eyes. vacant stares, not even looking at anything. Like their eye lines are off mm-hmm. somewhere else. <laughs> um, and uh, kids hate it. Yep. So they leave. They have a great time outside. They do. They do. And it seems and that... it seems like there's a utopia, a new found utopia in the world. That's right. Because Until... cartoons are not uh, rotting our brains. I guess that was the whole, only problem with the world. Yep. And then uh, Michelangelo's David comes to town yep. for some reason. Because uh, it's in the, the script. What was the... Uh, like New York, Springfield, Springfield and, and if, if there's time, time, Chicago, Boston, and L.A. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that joke. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so then... Michelangelo's David, for those who are unaware. I don't know how you would be. It's really weird, but um, it's, a, it's a statue. It's a famous marble statue by uh, Michelangelo, uh, the uh, orange turtle. And um, it's uh, just an, uh, a man. It's just uh, David. A portrait David. of a man. Yeah, it's just uh, him in all his glory, uh, sculpted from a big slab of marble. It's a, it's a masterpiece, work of art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people... I've... Uh, I have not seen it in person myself. I would really like to. I've heard uh, people who, when they see it in person, they cry. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's a fascinating thing to behold that someone you know was able to carve this out of uh, out of marble. And so the see, there's the thing about Michelangelo. Mm. He really knew how to impress you. And he was a party dude. And he was a serious party dude, right? Like when he was finished with that chapel, finished. finished with the chapel, man, oh man, uh, he ordered pizza. So many pizzas. Beat up Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were, I mean, they were causing some crimes. They were. Yeah, so, so you gotta stop them. Yeah, naturally. And then, like, he partied, man. <laughs> he partied, he tried to fuck April. Yeah, it was, it was really uncomfortable weird. for yeah. a little while, but then we all just kind of got used kind of to it. Because it, it was, like, well, the turtles aren't going anywhere. And, yeah, and they don't any, actually have genitalia. So. Yeah, and any turtle is better than no turtles. Sure. So, um, <laughs> right, Alan? I can't, I can't agree with that statement, Greg. You should listen to our podcast on the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Michael yeah. Bay produced version if you want to know more about Alan's thoughts on the turtles and mine. <laughs> yeah. I kind of liked it. Oh, God. <laughs> it haunts my dreams. <clears throat> so, so anyway, so the, the kind of rally the force that... Chapel. kind of rally force that Marge uh, assembled to put Itchy and Scratchy away comes back and they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta stop Michelangelo's David as well. And she's like, well, "Why?" And like, "Oh, it's obscene." It's like, "No, it's it's a work of art. It's it's beautiful." And then so that's when the whole like censorship, uh, censorship, freedom of speech freedom debate of speech comes in. It's yeah. like, well, it, you can't, you know, you can't pick and choose what you think is obscene, and what isn't, and in, enforce that upon the world. No, you can't. You, you know, and so that's where the which is why one person can change the world, but they probably shouldn't. Exactly. Yes, and it's a. It's kind of depressing, actually. It, it's kind of depressing. I, I I really like this ending though of this of this episode. Like I Me think too. it it really it really hits the the point that they're trying to make without being too preachy or too you know heavy handed with it. Where it's like you know censorship shouldn't exist, but it's fine if you dislike things. And you know let's 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 progress. Let's work with each other to try and make things. Uh, you know. We don't want to just put 
filth on TV all the time forever. But at the same time, you can't be like, oh, that's filth and that isn't. You know, it's it's. But it's you and Scrunchy's critically acclaimed. Is it? Yeah. It's won like a lot of Emmys. That's true. Yeah. According to the show, <laughs> according to the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I think it really it really works well to kind of give Marge a uh, wake up call in a sense. Yeah. In her crusade against Itchy and Scratchy, um, whereas she doesn't necessarily just accept that she's going to like the show or anything like that. She also accepts that, you know, the things that she hates isn't necessarily the things that everyone else hates, mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, it's a great ending, and uh, um, that's it. Favorite joke? Uh, oh, uh, it's been a while. That's why I wrote it down. Good thing. I got one. Okay, go. My favorite joke is um, the... Psycho. Psycho reference? Psycho reference. Uh, mainly because of Homer's scream. <laughs> it's a great And scream. how he's animated yeah, in that yeah. moment. Like, his eyes kind of, like, go, like, all dilated and everything. Yeah. And his scream, like, Dan Castellano just gives a great one right there. <laughs> and, like, the image of Maggie putting the mallet down on his head is mm -hmm. just so funny. It's, it's so, great. so funny. Um, I love the part, the whole kind of bit with the Marge squirrel that they create. Yeah. Um, starting with the, the animator drawing her and saying, <laughs> chuckling to himself, I'm so funny. <laughs> and then seeing the episode where the Marge Squirrel comes on and is like, don't do that, don't do that, hey, don't do that. And then they murder it, yeah. and then Homer chuckles and says, take that, you stupid squirrel. <laughs> completely oblivious to the fact that it's his wife yeah. represented on screen. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought that whole bit was really funny. That, you stupid squirrel. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's very yeah. good. I like this episode a lot. Out of these um, last three, what would mm. you say? Uh, yeah, actually, I like, all, I like all three of them. Yeah? Uh, you know, it's it's weird how this, this seems to be a common theme, because last time, uh, you know, or rather, so the first season two episode we did, mm -hmm. uh, we looked at the next three we were doing, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for those three. Ended up not really liking them. Yeah. And then we looked at these three that we just talked about, yeah. and I was like, eh, to all three of them. Yeah. And it turns out I actually like all three of these. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird how the, like my preconceived notions of some of these season two episodes are, the, the Silver Age, if you will, Yeah, uh, is completely f wrong. It's the, it's been because the most, I haven't seen them as much. It's been the most fascinating rewatch so far. Yeah, right. I think so. Like, I think it, I think this season actually will be the most fascinating yeah. rewatch for the two of us. Mm -hmm. Um and maybe when we get to season 10 and if we find any gems in there that we missed. Yeah. Um, which I won't. I, I doubt. Um, <laughs> I will. All right. I think. I'm going to predict I find two. I've, seen, I've probably seen season 9 and season 10 more than I've seen 1 and 2. So uh, yeah. That's why oh, I'm, more, God, I'm yeah. more sure of my opinion of those seasons. Yeah. But uh, that being said, 3 through 8, it's going to be... I mean, it's going to be great. Gonna be, gonna, there's going to be less insight of like, be, wow, it, I expected more from this episode. Or like, it's going to be wow. 20 minute episodes it's of us <laughs> just laughing. Um, and we'll talk about some backgrounds. Right? Sure, that's, that's the reason we did this. Yeah, sure. Um, so, so next time. Uh, well, 
What did you think of these three episodes? What I thought of these three episodes was essentially the same thing. I, I feel like they're getting stronger and stronger. Hmm. Like they're just they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Like Bart versus Thanksgiving, I didn't like it. I didn't like it this time around. Doesn't mean I won't like it the next time I watch it. Yeah. Right. Um. Like I told you the reasons why I didn't like it. They're pretty thin. Yeah. The reasons I didn't like it's a strong episode. It's a strong episode of television. Um. Bart the Daredevil, <laughs> great joke. Um, itchy and scratchy in March. Great story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. We forgot to mention Dr. Hibbert. Is this his first? In Bart the Daredevil. Oh my! That was his first appearance. Well, Itchy and Scratchy in March, we almost forgot to mention Sideshow Mel. That's right. It's his very first appearance. No speaking. Just the slide whistle. Just him. Yeah. Just the slide whistle. And that Bob's out of the picture. That's right. Um, Bart gets hit by a car. One fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish, and then The Way We Was are the episodes coming up next. Yep. I have high hopes for two of them. The Way We Was and Bart Gets Hit by a Car. Of course. Nailed it. And to be honest, Bart Gets Hit by a Car solely for Lionel Hutz. Yep. I don't recall liking much of the episode aside from him. Mm. But maybe I'll be wrong again. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, The blowfish one... Uh, I remember liking the story. Mm-hmm. I don't remember liking the jokes. Mm-hmm. But again, could be wrong. Mm-hmm. The way we was, first flashback episode. That's right. We have to see how Marge and Homer met. It's very, very sweet. It's very sweet. And uh, I like it, from what I remember. I do too. I like a lot of, I like most of the early, like the, the golden years, the silver age. flashback ones. Yeah, right? those ones. Not the one where Homer invents grunge music. Oh my god, I remember that one. Oh my god. See, things get things bad. Things get dark. Things get really bad when they try and yeah. It's the it's your it's your point, right? Time moves, but they don't, mm-hmm. right? To your point, right? And they they've already they've already done that. They've already been there. Like they, they were they were adults with their family in the 90s. Yeah. And then suddenly because we're as you know, viewers in the 2000s, they do a flashback to the 90s. Yeah. And it's just, it's No, so you were bizarre. doing something else in the 90s. There's episodes of you yeah. in the 90s. We watched you. It's a clip show. You should be showing a clip show. <laughs> I would prefer that at this point <laughs> to new that. material. Oh, God. Anyway. Oh, man. It's a good thing we ended on downer. Yeah, always. Well, thanks for listening to Two Bad Neighbors. Uh, this is probably our longest episode yet. Is it almost two hours? It's an hour and a half. Oh, Jesus, stop it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any, uh, errors or omissions, corrections or omissions, send them our way on Facebook or email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. (laughs)